Welcome to Phoenix Rising. I am your host, Kaylee Montoya Houston. I am a certified personal trainer and online nutrition coach. I will be joined by my co-host, Julie Montoya Houston. This show will cover all aspects of fitness, including nutrition, exercise, and mindset to help you reach your goals at any stage of your journey. We will bring you science-based information to help you take charge of your fitness goals and give you the power to rise like a phoenix. Welcome back to Phoenix Rising. Uh, Summer is right around the corner and we're going to talk to you today about six different ways that you can drop body fat without having to count calories and macros. I think this is one of the biggest struggles we find with a lot of clients onboarding with us in our coaching that the thought of calorie counting seems really intimidating. It seems really intimidating and we do have a select few that I think they tend to feel like counting everything they put in their body can be a little obsessive Um, and they don't want to seem obsessive or sometimes they feel like they get a little self um, self conscious because if they're doing it, you know, and around their family or their friends, they feel like they're going to be judged or picked on or whatever. So I think that these tips will be good for people to know that there is an alternative. It doesn't always come down to you have to track. I think tracking is a great tool just for the awareness part of it, but nowhere in Kaylee and I's coaching model do we think that you need to be tracking daily for your entire life. No, absolutely not. Do we think it it comes in extremely handy and does it make things easier for most? Absolutely. But It's not a requirement. Nope. It is definitely a a tool and it's a fantastic tool. Absolutely. So we're just going to cover six major things that you can start paying attention to like right now today that are going to help you succeed with losing some body fat before summer rolls around. Now, the best time to start implementing these would have probably been three months ago where summer is literally right around the corner. It's about mid, what is it? mid end of april end of april yeah it's end of april but we also woke up to 29 degrees this morning yeah, so it's ridiculous so we still have some time is what i'm saying so three months ago would have been best the next best time is right now to start implementing some of these things um so i'm just gonna, we're just going to dive in we're going to try to keep this podcast uh nice and short and digestible so you guys can take these six habits and start implementing them today and the very first one and i'm sure if you've been around any amount of time and listening to us talk is front loading protein. Um, So protein in general is a very satiating macronutrient. It's going to keep you full longer. It's going to help reduce cravings. It's going to actually help with blood sugar regulation when you pair protein and fat with say carbs. So the best thing you can do is front load it. And which just simply means the first meal of your day, I don't care what time you eat that meal, make sure it's a heavy protein meal. Yeah, and we also talk about, when we talk about front loading, don't not just your as your day is concerned, but when you sit down to dinner or lunch, eat your protein first. Because if you're sitting down to a meal that is, you know, you have a huge serving of, I don't know, maybe some veggies or something, but maybe you have some, a side that you enjoy that's kind of fat heavy, 
start with your protein first because if you start with the carbs and the fat heavy side chances are you're going to start getting full before you actually get all your protein in so if you start with your protein it's going to get you feeling fuller faster to where you don't tend to overeat at those meals as well no absolutely and making sure and pairing protein with every meal you do decide to eat throughout the day. Most of us, if we struggle with grazing or snacking or just kind of opening up the cupboard and grabbing something, I can guarantee you it's never a protein that you're grabbing. It's chips, it's nuts, it's pretzels. It's something that is either high fat or high carb or both high fat and high carb. So we think potato chips, that's just a ton of fats, ton of carbs. And those are things that you're gonna eat really quickly and that's not going to satisfy you. So you're gonna notice that you're picking up these things and grazing all day long and intaking a lot more calories than you really think. So if we actually sit down and have a complete meal that includes protein, then you're gonna notice that you're gonna eat less throughout the day without having to feel starved or deprived. I agree. And I think just as an aside, cause I don't think you have this in your notes, but, um, always protein is priority. I mean, just remember that priority protein. But I think if I had to go with the second best on how to feel like a a second place as far as how to feel satiated and get what you need and keep things moving the way you need to, I think I would make fiber the second. And then of course, fats are usually a third place because they are they can be very satiating. But usually when you get those fats, you also get the cravings that come with it. You usually want more. higher calorie. Yeah, they are higher calorie. So I would definitely do protein is definitely your priority. And if you're looking for like, how can I really optimize this? I would make sure that you have a fibrous something in there with it. Absolutely. And that that's going to bring us to actually number two. Oh, good. So the, the second the second way you can do this to help you guys drop body fat is the two by two. The two by two rule. And this is just simply including two veggies, two fruit daily. So it doesn't, of course, you're not going to want to eat all these in one setting, but spacing these out where you have a fruit paired with a different meal or a veggie. And especially if you can make at least one of those veggies, a a dark leafy green or a cruciferous vegetable. And all these things are going to help you get just what Julie mentioned, um, making sure that your fiber intake was where it needs to be. Yeah. Yeah. That is very much in the vein of where I was trying to go with that. I mean, cause it helps with satiate your say, help me here. Satiation. Thank you. <laughs> um, but it also gives you a lot of micronutrients and it keeps your, your gut motility moving, which is important for just overall health. Plus if your gut health is off, chances are it doesn't matter how much you do as far as like losing weight and stuff, you may still have kind of a pooch belly. So if you keep that gut motility going, chances are if you are prone to generally having a pooch, that might lessen that some. So you actually look lighter, even if you're not lighter. Absolutely. So when then we're, we're that pretty much speaks for itself. I think everyone that is attempting to want to drop body fat or lose weight, I feel like one of the main things people do is include more of the rainbow. So they're, they're going to include more fruits and veggies. So that's a pretty common one, but I always want to make sure and state it and especially giving you a number to shoot for. Yeah. I don't think, I think maybe some of us without thinking of it, eat one serving of fruit a day or one veggie. So really just increasing that is going to help tremendously. And just for any of you that are prone to um, sarcasm as I am, 
eating the rainbow does not mean Skittles. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, okay, so number three, we're going to move on to the never miss twice rule. And this is, I mean, pretty much just what it says. Most of us have a, a general idea of we know what we should be eating when we want to lose weight. I don't think we have to like spell that out. Most people generally know that we're going to give up some junk food. We're going to give up fast food and things like that in order to meet our goal and reduce calories. So a simple way to do this is if you go out and have date night or if you're going to celebrate somebody's birthday party or you just you're in a hurry and you didn't pack food, you're going to grab a meal out and go on your way to work. So the never miss twice rule is simply just never do that two times in a row, no matter what it is. So you always want to pair a goal-oriented meal after one of those meals, because it's really easy to get off if you do that more than twice. So you're gonna keep hitting it, and pretty soon you're not even, you're gonna be com completely away from your goal, and you're gonna be eating out all the time again, and just using excuses like, oh, I'll just start again on Monday. I think this rule is very applicable to fitness as well. If you're wanting to lose body fat, it is very important. I mean, you can lose body fat with just nutrition alone and watching calories, but it is very important to get the body, the aesthetic look that you want probably, which is probably the reason, one of the reasons you're wanting to lose body fat. I think this goes very well with fitness as well because you would want to resistance train one to three times a week ideally and so even if you're doing one time a week if you have to skip one week for whatever you're on vacation you still need to get back on track that very next week whatever your next scheduled day is you need to be there that day like you can't skip if you skip two weeks in a, in a row that third week is going to be really difficult especially if you're only doing one time a week and even if you're not doing a resistance training routine even if you make it a habit to walk daily and get your steps in if you miss multiple days in a row of not getting your steps in it's going to be very easily easy for you to slide back into not getting them in and so movement of some sort as far as losing body weight this rule applies to both nutrition and fitness in my opinion no absolutely you're you're absolutely correct um so that was number three number four is a very simple one that a lot of us do not succeed with and that is staying hydrated oh this is the worst for me especially on the weekends yeah it is hard especially when you're out of your routine or i know i have a lot of clients right now that i work with currently that they have been so dehydrated for so long they have lost that signal to drink like the, the thirst signal is just non-existent and that's hard for me to fathom because i mean i have very strong thirst thirst cues myself and even even I can under drink water a lot of times so really making sure and prioritizing if you don't get that thirst cue making sure that you're either you're carrying water around with you or you're you're somehow keeping track throughout the day just in, in a mental check or or notes because staying hydrated is extremely important i mean if we stay if we're not hydrated we're going to suffer from higher hunger cravings so water is going to keep satiated all the functions in our body guess what require water in order to function properly so if your body is super dehydrated or even slightly dehydrated it's not going to prioritize fat loss for you you're going to notice you struggle more because your body is stressed out which means cortisol is higher which means hormones and, and your metabolism 
can be slower or not functioning as properly. I mean, there's tons of interesting studies out there that I have seen recently that when it comes to if you drink 16 ounces of water an hour to two hours after this, your metabolism is like 16% higher than, or no, sorry, 16% or sorry, 16 ounces of water, your metabolism is 33 percent higher so it's functioning at a faster rate just because you drank a 16 ounce glass of water so just thinking of you're continuing to space that out through the day that is a very quick and instant boost to your metabolism yeah and if we go back to when we were talking about how fiber helps with the gut which can make you kind of have that pooch belly because we talked about like the fiber keeping you from being constipated so that you don't hold on to that right there in the belly that causes that pooch look Water is very important for gut motility. It is very, very, very important. Now, I, w I do want to say, though, I have heard of a lot of people right now, kind of like we have this like golden standard of 10,000 steps a day, which is fine. It gives people a mark to shoot for. Yes. I've also heard a lot of people saying, I have got to drink one gallon of water a day. And I do want to say that for a lot of people, one gallon of water a day is actually too much water. And I know that doesn't sound like a possible thing, but when you drink too much water, you can actually get to the point where you start flushing out your electrolytes and then your body's not hanging onto it. It's not being able to use it because you're flushing out the electrolytes, which can actually cause dehydration, which sounds funny, but there is this happy medium. There's a gray area. So if you drink too much water, flush out your electrolytes, you can be just as dehydrated as under drinking. Absolutely. So if you start to notice that your urine is absolutely clear, then you need to add a little bit of pink Himalayan salt or even just plain salt to your water. Or Kaylee is a big fan of element tea. Um, you can get that online or Redmond's R Red Salt. Is it Redmond's Real Salt or Redmond's Red? Redmond's Relight, I feel Relight. like. Okay, something like that. Search Redmond's Salt Additive and you'll find it, I'm sure. Um, but you need to make sure that you're doing that because that salt will help your body hang on to that water and actually use it. But your your urine should not be cl absolutely clear. No, it should have a yellow tint to it. You're thinking like a very light lemonade color. Yeah, it, you definitely, so there's that happy medium again. You don't want it to be completely clear to where you can't even tell that you went to the bathroom, but you also don't want it to be a deep, dark, gold, orange type color. Yeah. That's that's more like infection or dehydration for sure there too. So you definitely want it to have a little bit of a yellow color. And if you don't, you need to make sure you're getting some electrolytes in. Right, and if, if you're noticing things like headaches or fatigue or a lack of energy, or you have brain fog and can't focus. Um, all those things are symptoms of dehydration. I think a lot of people, we immediately think we're not getting enough food when we think of energy. Like I need to eat more calories to have more energy. And simply you just need to drink like 16 or 32 ounces more of water and you can really quickly fin like fix that energy issue. Yeah, I've seen studies that show like people that are prone to getting a midday slump, like a mid-afternoon slump, a lot of people feel like, oh, my caffeine wore off from that morning. And what it actually is, is they really need to get like a big glass of water in them to get them feeling because it's not necessarily the caffeine's wore off. It's that they're dehydrated. Absolutely. So uh, listen to your cues. We hear this a lot, too, when people we've talked about this before. People are like, oh, I'm hungry, but they're not really hungry. They're thirsty. And they're not actually listening to their body cues. So if you start to feel hungry or you start to feel tired, reach for water before you reach for a nap 
if it's midday like if it's nighttime just go to sleep but right. <laughs> um reach for a bottle of water before you reach for food or go take a nap or whatever Absolutely. hey guys i just wanted to take a second to thank you for listening and if you're enjoying the show please do me a huge favor and take a screenshot of this episode and share it to your story on ig or facebook and tag me on ig at kaylee montoya fitness or on facebook at kaylee montoya houston so i can reach out and thank you personally also, if you haven't already, don't forget to rate and review us on wherever you get your podcast from. This greatly helps the show grow so we can help more people reach their own health and fitness goals. So the, the first four were kind of more about nutrition and hydration and things like this. So these next two are going to be about exercise and movement because I think if you truly want this body fat loss goal for summer that there's a few key things you can do to help that have nothing to do with nutrition and that i know julie mentioned it prior when we were talking about the never miss twice rule about movement and having a goal in your head of eight to ten k steps a day so i usually just say a straight 10k um steps a day i like to have that as a goal to hit now see what you're walking right now because some people only take 2,000 steps a day or 3,000 steps a day and jumping from 3,000 to 10,000 can be a little bit unrealistic for some people so just aiming to get 3,000 more than you're taking right now is a good place for most people to get for movement so this is going to keep us from not being so sedentary because a lot of times it's hard to just to get the results you want just by nutrition is it possible yes but it's going to take longer and it's going to be more of a struggle yeah and i know to some people this can still sound daunting even if you're saying you know if you only get three thousand get three thousand more really what she's just saying is do better than you did yesterday so if you did only get three thousand maybe tomorrow you get four thousand and maybe the next day after that you get five thousand Work up in your own increments, but always work to be improving whatever it was you did yesterday. Um, I do think it's important to try to get a decent amount of steps anywhere between seven and eight. Like for me, I work a desk job, so it's hard for me to get that much. I have to actually put work in. If I stayed at my desk and didn't take 15 minute breaks, I would probably only get maybe four to 6,000 steps a day, but I focus on getting more. So it's important that you not feel you know, like the the whole kind of paralysis by analysis thing. Sometimes you tell people 10,000, they shut down. And so 10,000 is great. It gives people an arbitrary number to shoot for. But if you're somebody that gets really low steps, just work on being better than you were yesterday. Absolutely. And it's not something that you have to focus on just going out and taking a whole hour out of your day and just one whole hour. I'm just going to walk for an hour because that's a hard a lot of times our lives are busy, we have things going on with our family, with our work life, and dedicating a whole hour is daunting. So just splitting that up. I mean, we talk about this all the time where on your lunch break, you're going to eat a meal, spend the last five or 10 minutes of your lunch break walking around. Simply park farther away in the parking lot you're parking in now. Don't try to park as close as you can to the doors. Park at the farthest corner. That right there is going to get you an extra 500 steps a day that you're not taking right now go to the farthest bathroom, wherever you work. So don't go to the one that's closest to your desk. Simply choose a bathroom across the building. Another simple way, going grocery shopping. Uh, we get carry out, like we get pick a grocery pickup. So maybe instead of doing grocery pickup or anything like that, 
simply park farther, walk around the grocery store. So there's a lot of very simple methods that you can include and you don't have to include all of them. Just pick one or two to get more steps. The one that I really like that I need to utilize more and I had really good intentions at one point and I, I got, I, I'm a person that when I dive in, I'm so focused that it's hard for me to break it even though I have a constant reminder on my wrist. Um, but one that I really like for people that work desk jobs because we've all heard the, I'm sure many of us have heard the new moniker, like sitting is the new smoking. So speaking of which, our watches just went off. Yep. Just um, to remind us like. So one of the things is, is if you work a desk job, I would try to focus on at the end of every hour or every hour on the hour, get up and take a quick lap around. Even if you just like work in a block of cubicles, get up and take a one quick lap around that block of cubicles. Go it fill doesn't up your water bottle, something like that. Yeah, it doesn't have to be like, okay, I'm going to go walk a mile. Just get up and walk a lap. Even if you walk down to the bathroom and back, do that once every hour on the hour that you're at work. You'd be surprised at how much that adds up. Plus, it kind of gives you your brain a break. It gives you some mental clarity throughout the day. It keeps your energy levels up. It breaks up that sitting because sitting can be super harmful to your health, sitting too much, being too sedentary. So it kind of it's kind of an all inclusive type tactic that can help you in multiple different ways. Absolutely. And you'll notice more productivity from it as well. I mean, it gets yeah. the, the blood flowing which your blood, your brain needs that blood flowing in order to, to think better and more creatively. And you'll just notice a lot of extra benefits sure. from that. Yeah. Okay, well, let's tackle number six and we'll wrap it up. But this is the last one. And it's not last because it's not the most important because it's actually, in my opinion, should be up there as one of the most important things. If you want to change the aesthetics and the look of your body that you should always pair resistance training with nutrition. So not so much just focusing on movement, but focusing on making your body stronger and building that lean muscle tissue in order to actually get the, the lean toned, athletic defined shape that most of us when we think like, Oh, I need to work out or Oh, I need to lose weight. I feel like that is the body that most pe people are, people are picturing. They're not just picturing, picturing losing weight in general, but you're actually picturing a body that is carrying around more muscle than you do right now. Here's the sneaky thing about number six. Um, for any of you that are out there that are like, you know, I'm 60 or however old you are, you know, I'm 60 years old. I really don't care about having like this athletic looking body. I mean, yeah, I want my body to be smaller, but I'm not really concerned about being muscular or having the definition. Here's some things about number six that you may not know is the more muscle you can get on your body yes it's going to dramatically improve the aesthetic look of your body it'll make you look more shapely rather than just smaller and flat um, but the more muscle you have on your body and i'm not talking you need to look like a bodybuilder but if you have a good amount of muscle mass you're going to burn more calories at rest a person with more muscle mass on their body than somebody with less dramatically burns more calories when they're resting. So it is actually a factor that can help you help you metabolically as far as metabolizing those calories. Absolutely. Muscle is a very expensive tissue when it comes to calories. Like when we think body fat doesn't require hardly any calories to stay on your body. And that is why it's ever so more important to resistance train 
when you're eating less calories because our bodies will first prioritize getting rid of the most expensive tissue if it doesn't have a reason to hold on to muscle. So mm -hmm. if you're not sending the right signals like eating enough protein and resistance training while you're in a calorie deficit and losing weight, guess what? Your muscle is going to be the very first thing to go. So what you're doing is continuing to slow down your metabolism and you will notice very quickly your body's going to stop responding to you. It just won't. You're going to have to eat less and less and you're going to end up with a body that you don't like. It's like Julie was saying, you're ending up with a smaller body, yes. But this is the body where you think of people that struggle with loose skin or they're like, now my, my face is sagging or I have all these more wrinkles. Now I look 10 years older. That is because they didn't prioritize keeping this lean muscle tissue while they lost weight. So simply prioritizing resistance training at least two to four times a week, doing any sort of split that works for you, whether that's full body if you're a beginner or if it's an upper lower split, if you are somebody who is more advanced, um, choosing a program, like don't just willy nilly follow some IG influencer or TikTok influencer or whatever they call themselves nowadays and do these random workouts. Find somebody you trust, follow the program, hire a coach. This is the, the quickest and fastest route you're gonna take and the most healthiest. If you actually hire somebody, whether it's just for the programming or both nutrition and programming to make sure you get to your destination, the quickest, easiest, fastest way possible. Yeah, I agree. Now I will say that if you're doing nothing at all and you're not ready, you're not to the point in your life where you're ready for a coach or a custom program or whatever, doing a program, whether it's not the most effective program, is better than not doing anything. Oh, absolutely. A lot of people get in that, like we've just talked about a few minutes ago, the paralysis by analysis. But even consistently doing a bad program will get you results. Yep. So don't let that be a barrier to you getting to where you want to be. Absolutely. Okay, so let's run through, we'll wrap it up. Let's run through these six ways that are gonna help you drop body fat for summer. And uh, the first one being front-loading protein. The second one is the two by two, simply including two veggies, two fruits daily into your, your nutrition intake, mainly trying to include dark green leafy vegetables or cruciferous vegetables as well. Um, the never miss twice rule when it comes to eating outside of your goals or workouts or movement, never missing twice, never pairing those back to back, staying hydrated. I know we talked about a gallon, but really the, a great place to start is half your body weight and ounces of water is a good place for most people. Trying to aim for that eight to 10K steps of movement, just doing something better than what you're doing right now. Just move a little bit more. And then resistance training including that in two to four times a week. And I guarantee you, you start implementing these six ways and you're going to start dropping body fat without even having to count calories or become super stressful. And yet, if you're still feeling a little bit overwhelmed after listening to these six ways, we're getting ready to run a challenge in our private Facebook community that is gonna help give you a jump start. We're gonna include trainings on nutrition we're gonna include workout programs for you to follow and you can take and run on your own. This is all absolutely free. So come take advantage of it. There's gonna be a winner at the end where you're gonna win a, win a prize. Um, so 
great community where everybody's going to be there supporting each other, keeping each other accountable. And we're going to get a great 21 day start heading into summer. So the link for that Facebook group will be in the show notes below and please come join us. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. Bye guys. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Phoenix Rising. For more information on how to take charge of your fitness goals, follow me on IG or Facebook, or you can head over to KayleeMontoyaFitness.com to apply for a free coaching call today. If you have any questions you would like answered on the show, shoot me an email to KayleeMontoyaFitness at gmail.com. Don't forget to catch us on the next episode.